Alright guys, quick announcement. On Saturday night, August 29th, at the Hell's Kitchen Lounge in Newark, New Jersey, the This Is Happening podcast is having an event called Who Loves the 90s? It's going to be a Doctor Who themed uh, 90s dance party featuring DJ Luna, who does the Monday morning mixes, and myself, Diego. I do the super dance party whenever I feel like putting it up. Uh, the music's going to be mostly 90s, you know, but, you know, being audio time lords, maybe we might play something from 1988 or play something from 2002. I don't, you know, some music music goes where it gotta go. So, let's give the address. It's Hell's Kitchen Lounge, 150 Lafayette Street, Newark, New Jersey. There's also gonna be, like, fire shows. That's gonna be crazy, you know. Some guy's gonna try to break a world record. So, that's, you know, come on out. We'll cheer him. We'll support that. Uh, so, one more time. Who loves the 90s? Doctor Who themes, 90s uh, party. And like I said, I don't want to see anyone on the Wikipedia complaining if we play something that's slightly out of 90s. Just come on out, have a good time. It's no cover, 21 plus. Hell's Kitchen, the drinks are reasonably priced. You know, unlike these other bars that they overcharge you. Hell's Kitchen, they take care of you, they take care of me. Let's go take care of each other. So, one final time. Saturday night, August 29th. Who loves the 90s? I know I do. Ready. She know what. You know, so, yeah, if you know if your girl we're recording. You know if your girl skills your phone, she's gonna be like, Guess what? wait, what is what nationality? <laughs> oh god. Chinese. You racist bastard. <laughs> oh what, what was I about to say? I, I, I don't know what, but no, that was that's all the Spanish I know. Like yes, okay. <laughs> But now she's all gonna be like, no, I can't say nothing. Ching chong chong. That was Hector. Send 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 all your hate your hate text messages to Hector at this is happening pop. Not we don't we can't even afford a a email. A proper handle. At Tirasti, arousal to the sun rays. Arousal to oh dude we were let me let me read that like. <laughs> I'm not even. Uh, there's like a for a how it will be in the Huffington Post. <laughs> uh, arousal to how do you move up? Okay, bastards. Here, look at it on my phone. My, my, yeah, your battery's dying. My phone, my phone's actoracy. Here, my phone right, is really so, charging. Wait, hold on. Welcome to another episode of this yeah. happening podcast. I am Eros Diego Santos. With me always is introduce yourself, Hector. I am Zamanatasa, the royal lord of the northern lands. And and to his right is... First off, really, I left. And secondly, it's me, Austin! It was me all along! Ah! All right, that's AK Monkey Man. We're not, we're not going to let the Dominican kid introduce himself. Just kidding. About to cry. Platano. <laughs> that's what we came to say, just Platano. We, have a, we, we actually finally got our first sponsorship, which is Ching Chong Platano Services. Inside joke. <laughs> Done entirely out of this guy's house. <laughs> That's how he became a, pa- a a member of this group. He had to pay for it. Well, you pay me bananas. <laughs> with, with his bananas that eventually become plantainos. <laughs> oh, <God, God. laughs> plantaino. That's why, how you say in French. Why? Because there's no plantain, yes. Oh, oh that's good. Oh. That should be a catchphrase for the, for the Platano <laughs> company. Touche. Alright, so... A point for Hector. So, last week, Hector wanted to talk about fetishes. How many of those did you buy? Oh, this is, this is like one and two. Uh-huh. Okay, because okay, oh, you, haven't, you haven't started yours yet. Yeah, right, I just well, finished them. Anywho! Alright. Moving on. Sorry, guys. 
Uh, so last week, Hector wanted this. He was curious about crazy fetishes that, like, you know, it baffles the mind. Like, why are things? Why are people like attracted to certain things? And what's the most bizarre one you could think of? Yeah. Like, for example, like dendrophilia, which is dendrophilia is when you're sexually aroused to trees. Ooh, I've you know I want to. I've seen things. I I first off first off trees are sexy. Anyway. Um, I've seen this one. Like, I've seen, like, there was, um... Remember back in the day when HBO had that show Real Sex? Yeah. Oh, lordy, I did yeah. watch that. <laughs> Real yeah. Sex? He talks, like... Yeah, and there was this... a man out of all of us. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. It taught us to love. Anyway, uh, I saw one of these people that were sexually aroused by a tree. It was a dude. And they show footage of him actually nailing one. Like, his pants You're were... Playing. I shit you not. His, his pants were around his ankles. And he was just, like... Bane the crap out of this one how, tree. How will you fuck a tree? A tree's not even like soft. Dude, they found a way. Right? <laughs> Holy shit. When there's a hole, there's a way. Uh. Let me tell you something. Humans see things and they're like, hey, can you fuck it? Yeah. Like, yes, that's our purpose in life. That's, that's, right? why, that's why aliens haven't come here. People are always like, <laughs> oh, they're going to kill us. No, we're not. We're not going to kill you, aliens. We're going to rape you. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing. The reason aliens don't visit us is because we're going to end up raping them. You know? Yeah. That's what I just said. Yeah, no, you said, said that they would rape us. No, That's no, no. I said we're raping you. Oh, yeah, like, you know. Like, can you just imagine that scenario? I have come in peace. That's yeah. good, but don't down your pants there. <laughs> in Soviet Earth, we rape you. <laughs> I come in peace. Hey, give me a piece of that ass. <laughs> Wherever that ass is. I, I, in your brain. <laughs> So you got a hole? It's going in. So, so alien, uh, come to this galaxy often? <laughs> what's your What's your astrological sign? Yo, but sign? I think about it. You fucking a tree like like this splinters and 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 wood. Think about Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be this, wood this, to wood? This this, this, pod- <laughs> this podcast is traumatizing the Dominican kid. He can't. <laughs> We, we just, he can't function. We just started, and he's already his brain's already melted. He cannot he, handle this I, part I, of the I internet. Comprehend this. He's like the guy with glasses in every military, in every army movie. You know, he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it, Sarge. Yeah, I, I, like me, I, like just I mean, almost. I, I literally have like no fetishes except for I don't know, like females. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck but, you. But it's just like you know, like when people are like into feet or into anything, like it always blows my mind. Like there's. Like, I used to work at a fetish party, you know, being a bouncer, which is uh, doing what I do, people. <laughs> I bring you bread. Yeah. <laughs> Not you. Yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh... So, um... Bread is his fetish. One time... Ah. It's funny, Lucy, it was weird. Like, I'm a very open guy. You know, when you live in this area, you have to be open, whatever. Especially you don't care. at night. <laughs> so, there was one guy, he comes into the bar. He looks like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Say that, say, say that line again. This one guy comes into a bar. Yeah, are you the bar? <laughs> <laughs> We are now looking for replacements. So if you want to submit your uh, submit your uh, no, resume, <laughs> this is happening. Pockets looking for a new co-host. Is this what is this what you mean when you say you're always filling in slots? All right. All right. So that once again, the, the, the website so the, web, the website address is thishappeningpockets.com. Okay, so if you want to, so, oh, dude, don't so be he, so uptight. So, so he comes into the bar. <laughs> so he comes into the bar. He looks like a lawyer. You know, old white guy, like gray hair, looks like a lawyer. He's like, excuse me, where's the bathroom? Point him, the bathroom's over there. He <laughs> comes out wearing a diaper and a bib. Uh, and you know, at okay. first end of things, I, that part didn't even phase me. I'm like, all right, the guy's dressed up in a diaper and a bib. Next thing you know, when I read the bib, like in the back, or no, his diaper itself said Princess Poopy Pat. Wow. Was the, that was the oh, part wow. that blew my mind. I was just like, wait a minute. Not only is he a diaper baby, he's a transsexual diaper baby. <laughs> 
And from there, I, like, by the way, the next the, the name of our next man. Yeah. So that's that's the what we're talking about today. Shit that just like I don't know. Th- th- that makes <laughs> yeah. her, shit that makes her brain freeze. Like uh, I, I do. To... I remember telling him if you shit your pants, I'm kicking you out. Oh, <laughs> you told him that? Yeah. yeah. I was like, you could be in your diaper, or whatever. But you better not shit your pants. <laughs> you I, I remember I was watching one time. I was uh, again back to real sex, and there was this guy who was sexually attracted to his uh, classic muscle car, and oh, he yeah. like oh yeah, uh, yeah. I that, saw that. That one was like again, guy with his ankle pants around his ankles, banging the the the. I don't know where he was sticking it. The exhaust. Uh, the the, the exhaust. Like, exhaust pipe. Yeah, yeah. That's where I lost my virginity. That kind of reminds me of the, drawing, the, the fucking drawing I saw online. Once again, Rule 34. For some reason, it shows two dragons banging out a car. <laughs> what? I'm serious. Look it up. Two that's dragons. How, that's how they test them in Japan. <laughs> 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 Mitsubishi, dr- dragon top. Kai, kaiju approved. <laughs> But keep going with the. Makes like, you... There's a lot of like uh, crazy things. Like there's like a fetish about sun rays. Like sun rays. Sunrise. Sun rays. Sun. It's not sun rays. the rays of the sun. No. Rise. It's rise. Sun. Yes. Sunrise. Is yes. the sun the sun rays or sun? The sun rays, bro. Oh. Sun rays. See? And yet he's the Dominican. And yeah, you're you be, the one. Fair. You should be ashamed, bro. Oh, Anyways, oh. I just thought he was just saying rays wrong. Yo, it's called Actirax. Yeah, anyway. Allow me, read man. Uh, yeah, you, you, you it's, read it. uh, Let's see. It's called Acrot... No. Oh, Acrotasi. Oh, oh, ac- Acrotasi. No, right. No, Acrotasi. This is following Acturac- episode of Stepping Pocket Sports by Hooked on Phonics. Hooked on Phonics. It didn't work for any of us. <laughs> Anyways, you get aroused... <laughs> You get aroused by the rays of the sun. Aro- come come Aro- on. He, wait, he I must- might have that. You hold on. Of the sun's rays. Hold on, hold on. Ac- uh, let me read these. Acro... Ac- Acroto... Mophilia, arousal to amputees. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's a real thing. thing. That's yeah, that's a thing. Like, there's a lot of porn up there. That's, uh, for me, that's normal. That's like not. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's the weird thing that's what, like, in the last episode, Hector said, uh, when, you know, we're going to talk about crazy fetishes, he goes shitting on people. That's normal. Yeah, like that. So, to the fact that, that that's not even normal to Hector is kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, uh, have you ever seen two girls in a cup? No, here's the no. thing. No, no, here, no, my no, God. No. Hey, never look for two girls in a cup. Whoever. Uh, you're not <laughs> don't look for that. Don't look for basically asking them. Bring it back 2007. Shut up! You're bringing out to the cop. Shut up! No, here's the thing. I can understand if you, if like you're into something. And in, there's a strong difference between a kink and an abnormal attachment. Like if you have a kink, like you like your nipples pinched, or you yeah. like, or you like to gargle glass bottles. Like okay, what? it's it's a sensational thing. It's what you feel. It's what people are attracted to things that are not naturally attractive. Like in England, a little uh, there was a show called Taboo. Yes, in, in England, there was a woman who was physically attracted to a brick wall. She would go past it daily and caress it. And when the wall was torn down, she snuck into the construction site, stole a piece, and brought it home. For what purpose? I don't know. That's what I don't get. What is it about these things that make you horny? I mean, I can't look at like a new building being constructed and say, "Man, I gotta have me some of that." That that's uh, <laughs> I, I forgot what, what what was the name of that fetish, but there's like a fetish like they just like inanimate objects. Like there's this person who likes the Eiffel Tower. Oh yeah, she married yeah, she it. She married. Yeah, she, she married it. it. Yeah. What? To be fair, the Eiffel Tower is a hot bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's French. Uh, she, 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 she has some sexy legs. Domin- for Dominican listeners. 
uh, two girls, one cup is not the same thing as dos mujeres, un camino. <laughs> Just in case, to clear, to clear that out. To clear that out. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. Fuck you, bro. Anyways, the more you know. <laughs> But yeah, like this is crazy. I don't know what went wrong in our like DNA that what went make, right. What? What went right in our DNA? I don't know, bro. Well, well here's like, like there's know, this bro. one comedian. There's one this one comedian called Nick Swanson, and he does really joke and actually relevant to what you. He's like, you know, when you're filling in some um certain like uh like you're he went on dating sites and when they have like you know you're you're filling your registration it tells you they have this option like gay, straight, or other. Yeah. Or sometimes it says not sure. So, like, he would bust in and it's like, yo, dude, I was just in the kitchen. I masturbated to my toaster. I, I don't know what's going on down here. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's funny because, like, has, I mean, like, my question is, do they always know? Or is it like they, it's just something that comes like, you, you're with your girlfriend, you love her, you walk down the street, next thing you know, you see, like, a freaking mailbox... And then you look at your girlfriend like, okay, she's not satisfying. Though. Well, I think it's like like almost the same as bestiality. Like, you just see like. Well, here's the thing. The, the dog comes. No, and no, like, no, 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 no. If you're banging another anat, if you're banging another living creature, if you're into amputees, don't tell, oh, don't, don't tell me that's normal, please. But no, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying it's normal. <laughs> no, but he's saying it make it kind of makes sense. It I can makes, understand. I mean, because you're still theory, fucking something it's, soft. It's sick. Fishy. It's sick. Whatever. But it kind of makes sense, like because, yeah, yeah, you know, like oh man, look at the curves on that on that fucking caterpillar or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it's moving. Like if you're into amputees, there's still a person there. If you're into fucking animals, it's gross. Yeah, but you know that's an animal it has a vagina or whatever. I'm saying I don't understand how someone can look like a, an old Plymouth and be turned on. That's that's some crazy shit, bro. I don't that's know. what I really want to know. Like these things are not sexy. What it has to be like some psychological trigger. Just because the Plymouth is big and not slim doesn't mean it's not sexy. You anti-fattest. <laughs> How dare you, sir? So actually, you know, it's pretty funny because you know this is like a three-part series. Because next week's episode, I think it's next week's episode, we'll be having Lydia Vengeance, fetish model, and maybe she could answer some of these questions that we're Please asking right do. now. That will be that will be most grateful to Mon- this man in the cage. Mon- Monkey man, put your pants back on. No. <laughs> For the low guy, where did you get all that whipped cream? The less you know, the better why I do with crocodiles, all right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Actually, guys, all right. Uh, we have Josh. We were going to... Wait, before you get into that, um, if do we have a leaderboard do that people can talk to us. Do we have one of those? Uh, I mean, on Facebook, people can leave comments. If you can... Which is why I tell everyone to share everything. Pl- please do. Like, if you know... If you're into something odd, um, or you know someone that's into something... Are you... You know of a fetish or a kink? or anything that's never been documented before, please tell us about it, and we will definitely talk about it on the show, and we'll, and we'll, you know, we won't make fun of it, we'll just, you know, be pioneers and... Are you, are you wearing socks? No, bro. That's the Dominican way, bro. (laughs) Well, as you can see, this is the last show he'll be on. That That explains the smell. Yeah, these guys are actually having a, a fun a fundraiser, a GoFundMe for the Dominican Kids Socks Foundation. <laughs> so please donate so we can get this kid some socks. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Right, anyway, so, get going, Bobo! Uh, 
no, 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 no. I'm deleting that. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get let's get to the interview with Josh real quick. Knock this bad boy out, and we'll be back talking about whatever the hell we're talking about. We'll be really drunk by then. Damn straight. Yeah. All right, and in person, not on the line, we have uh, Mr. Josh Wells, stand-up comic, good friend of mine. Josh, introduce yourself. Hey, what's up? I'm Josh Wells. I'm a comic from uh, North Bergen, New Jersey. Uh, I host an open mic in Jersey City at this place called The Dopeness on the first and third Wednesdays of every month. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Ain't Funny. Josh Ain't Funny. Do you have a Tumblr or no? I forget. I do have a Tumblr. It's also Josh Ain't Funny. All right, so you have a comedian named Josh Ain't Funny. Yeah, guys, currently, I don't know when you're going to hear this, but no, I think Amazon has deals on the dopeness. So it's like, you know, like put in some money, get like extra stuff free. So yeah, do the Amazon thing. Visit Josh at the dopeness at Jersey City. Google them, people, or Bing or XGeeves, whatever you guys use. So let's get into it. Being a stand-up comic. How how does it does it uh does it bother you when people go oh hey this is Josh he's the funny guy uh yeah I mean it, it happens a lot you know like uh, people will introduce you as a comic and it's like you cringe immediately only because you're already conditioned to get uh there's only so many responses you're gonna get from people uh, the first one the most popular one is probably tell me a joke yeah uh, which is the worst thing you can ask a comic because uh, it's just the whole joke telling format for stand up comics is so dependent on that on that crowd atmosphere, you know, the comic on a stage, on a microphone, you need that. You can't just do one of your bits for one person in a bar somewhere. It's just not going to work. Uh, yeah, and, and and the other thing is, like, people want to get real nerdy with the comedy. They start asking you about all these other comics, and uh, it's, like, just because I do stand-up comedy, it doesn't make me uh, the... I don't have, like, this encyclopedic knowledge on stand-up comedy. I mean, I'm a fan of a lot of stand-up comics, but I'm not going to be... Uh, don't be surprised if I don't know who your favorite comic is. It, you know, it happens. Yeah, because I remember, for me personally, years ago, what happened was uh, our friend Matthew introduced me to these two girls. He's like, oh, hey, this is Diego. He's the funny guy. <laughs> Actually, you did that to me once, too. We'll get that, get into that later. And uh, I, I, go, I go to the girls, like, hi, girls, how are you? And then I walk away, and I hear them whispering, he wasn't that funny. <laughs> I um, you know, it's great because like uh, uh, I was watching. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the I am Chris Farley special on Spike TV. I was just watching it yesterday, oh, actually. Oh, it came out. Yeah, and he uh, and they were talking about these bits he would do for people when he would first meet them, and like uh, just stupid stuff. But I'm just like, man, that's the stuff I need to start doing for first impressions. Like uh, uh, a thing he was famous for is uh, as if you were walking towards him, he'd get down on the ground immediately, start doing push-ups, and he'd be like, 198, 199. <laughs> I was mad. like, that's that's a great bit, you know? That's mad random. Um, so, and it, it's all right. So, uh, yeah, so let's get into the karaoke bar. What, what was it called that we used to go to years ago? We used to go to a place called Romano's in uh, North Bergen, New Jersey. Uh, we're recording this right around the corner from the place, pretty much. Uh uh, it was just, it was just a dive, uh, filled with forty somethings. Yeah, they look like old bikers. Yeah, there was a woman called Miss Mullet. We called her Miss Mullet, and it's just like the beer was really cheap. I remember they had like cheap pitchers. We would just give them five dollars, and they just give us a pitcher full of beer, and we would just get hammered on those and, and uh, start singing karaoke. Yeah. I used to pick the worst songs possible to, like, ruin the mood. The first song I've ever heard you do karaoke was It's Raining it's Men. A, it's, yeah. And, uh, Everybody knows that's my song. And it kind of lit up the room. I think, like, we I think we all lit up the room because everybody we went with, like, uh, we were in the same age group. And at that time, we were all probably, like, an average age of 21. And so here we are, like, these basically these kids who still, like, have hope in life and dreams and things like that. And we're just, you know, we're taking over this bar that's 
just populated with people that just you know they're just soaking their life into a a mug of beer at that point. Yeah. And uh, we were just so full of energy. Uh, we had, I, I felt like we had such a good time with it in such an odd location. Yeah, it was. Like, it, we, did, we didn't match the crowd, but it didn't matter. The beer was cheap, and we did whatever. Yeah, yeah but one time with Miss Mullet, she was drunk and depressed. And you're like, my friend Diego, he'll cheer you up. <laughs> I, was gonna, I wanted to stab you that day. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I, I, my, I'm very bad socially at everything, really. I, I, yeah, I... Coming, uh, knowing how my mind works, I I probably thought that was the only way I could get out of talking to her. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna bury somebody else in this. I don't care who it is. It's gonna be the closest person to and me. There I was, like, Josh, are you okay? Yeah, there we go, buddy. So I apologize, but I mean, I I went there a lot, Romanos, because uh, I at 21, all I wanted to do was drink in bars, and since it was right by my where I lived. I was there all the time, so I had to put up a Miss Mullet all the time. So I mean, you took a bullet honorably, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of uh, taking bullets, uh, do you remember what 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 happened to us years ago at NJIT? Was it NJIT? NJIT. Yeah, my brother, um, my brother Phil Phil Wells at uh, the Phil Wells on Twitter. I'll plug my brother while we're at it. He does improv in New York City. Um, he was in a fraternity uh, when he used to go to NJIT. Uh, which was in Newark, by the way, which is crazy. It was like uh, you'd go to Frat Row, and it would just be like all these frat houses in the middle of like a really scary part of Newark. But that's that's a whole side detail. Um, but yeah, so uh, he would always, my brother Phil would always invite me to these parties that his frat would throw, um, and we went to a Halloween party one year, and, and uh, Diego was there. It was a bu- we rolled deep. We had I I want to say we had like ten people, two cars. We did, and. Uh... This is the year that Britney Spears was big, so like the sorority were all dressed up like like Catholic schoolgirls or whatever. Yeah. So that was good times. Yeah, and they had this tradition on my brother's frat where at the end of the party, um, the established members of the frat would get into a pumpkin fight with all the pledges of the fraternity. Uh, what they would do is uh, uh, they would uh, collect... Pun- they would actually um, steal pumpkins in other towns, like, uh, the whole month of October, yeah. and, uh, I think my cat's about to puke in front of Diego, yeah, I, I'm kind of ashamed, no, um, my cat does it all the time, that's why I hate my cat, <laughs> anyways, um, so they had all these pumpkins, uh, and they would just have this big fight, and it was really just a way for, like, the established members of the frat to, you know, bully the, bully the pledges, so we have, a we have a friend, Chet, that was with us, and, uh, Chet wanted to get involved in the pumpkin fight. Now, here's the thing. Frat rules, it was just for the fraternity boys. That's it. Like, if you were a guest there, you weren't supposed to join in on a fight. But Chet is a wild dude, you know? He's like he's like a loose cannon. Like, you can bring him anywhere. You don't know what, what he's going to get into. So he decides that he's going to take the side of the underdogs, and he's going to start throwing punches. And Chet was really good at it. And you could tell that, like... He might hit someone in the face. Yeah, yeah. He, he did something to piss somebody off, because they took notice. They were like, who's this guy? He's really good, and he's sticking up for the play. It got contentious. Like, they got in his face. Uh, I think they wanted to kick him out. And uh, so, you know... Uh, we're, we're all there, we're all fueled on alcohol and beer muscles, uh, so, like, Chet's friends, us, you know, we're backing him up, the frat brothers are backing the frat guys up, and next thing you know, uh, it just turns into a big skirmish. I can't even tell you who threw the first fist, I have no idea, but it was like, it's like 20 people fighting each other out of nowhere, and you just see bodies rolling on the floor and on couches and things, and it, it was wild. Uh, I actually wasn't in a fight, uh, by the way. You were um, not. Well, I, I mean, I felt because our brother was in a fraternity, uh, I had no business being in a fight. Like I didn't really know what side to be on. You, you so. felt 
while 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 the shenanigans is happening, Kevin and I, because this was happening in the basement, and I remember going, "Oh, this is getting kind of wild." Let me go upstairs, and you know, you know, all these sorority girls are dressed up like Britney Spears, whatever. Both Kevin and I were hitting on this one chick. She looked like like she was dressed like a rockabilly type girl. So Kevin and I were both like competing for her affection. So when the fight breaks out, I don't know why we just looked at each other. And we just put each other in a headlock, and we just like walked out the door. <laughs> genius, that's that's genius. <laughs> so we so we fake fought all the way out. That's awesome. That's I mean that's the that was the best way out of it. Um, I, I really I kind of don't remember how I got. I think I just stayed away from it, and that was it. And uh, you know, one thing led to another, and uh, they kicked us out. Uh, you know, uh, I think I was given a pass because I was filled guys because I was in the cars, and uh, yeah. yeah, that was it, man. That was a uh, the night frat party and fought with the fraternity, you know, that owned the house. It, it was like, uh, it was like something you'd see like in an 80s movie or something. Yeah, man, your brother probably had a lot of explaining to do. I'm sure. I mean, uh, you know, we would uh, go back to the frat house for another party, maybe like six months down the road. Uh, we fill brokered peace somehow and uh, they, they let us back in. <laughs> oh, man, good times. Yeah. So, so your brother, so you do stand up and your brother does improv. That's like, two different like fields right like right. it's two different like talents that people that most people don't understand they think like oh if you could do improv you could do stand up you could do stand up you could do improv but it's just like like have you tried the improv or I, I have um i took a few classes at uh ucb theater a bright citizen brigade theater in new york uh maybe god i want to say like oh man the time flies i'm probably eight years ago um i took three classes uh, i wanted to be into it but i just wasn't you know my heart wasn't there uh, because I had started going to a lot of improv shows because of my brother, and I was like, this looks like so much fun, and I want to get into this. Yeah. And, I, and you know, and like there's all these people I idolize, like Chris Farley, uh, Bill Murray, Belushi, Agro, you know, on and on, and they all have that improv background, so I was always like, man, that's what I want to do. And uh, it just didn't work for me, so uh, I stopped doing it. But uh, it's fun. I met a lot of people that way. Uh, had a lot of fun. Did a lot of extracurricular drinking with some of the people I met. That's that's the great thing about comedy. Like you meet people who just love to go out and have a good time. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, who who would have thought comedy is like having fun? Yeah. Speaking of uh, stand up, do you have any like stand up stories? I know you got the one at that Spanish club. Well, yeah, we could talk about the Latin Lounge. Um, uh, the Latin Lounge. I, you know what that was funny is like the Latin Lounge show was not even my worst show, but uh, real quick, the Latin Lounge show was just this. I, I go in there, um, and my friend who's hosting the show and who got me there, he's like, yeah, come, I do the show twice a month there, it'll be great. I was like, all right, cool, I go in, and uh, first off, I'm, like, the only white dude there, like, like it's just me, and that's it. Like, I almost felt like the DJ was gonna, like, stop the record when <laughs> I walked in. Yeah, and, you know, they're, you know, they're playing bachata or whatever, you know, just, like, just, they're playing all this Spanish dance music before the comedy show while we're waiting for it to start, and people are dancing and drinking and having a good time, and, like, I'm just in the corner thinking, like, why the, why the fuck would they want a comedy show? Like, they're, <laughs> like, they're already having a better time than we could ever provide them, uh, but, uh, you know, whatever. It was what it was. My friend starts the show, and, uh, uh, it, it felt like an awkward transition from turning the music off to a comedy show. Uh, and a couple of comics would go up before me. They did okay, but then I got up there, and uh, it was just silence. Just, uh, just They weren't even mean to me. Like they were just, It was just a crowded bar looking at me, just looking for, for like seven minutes. <laughs> and uh, I remember getting off, like, there's things people say to comics, um... Uh, that that lets them know they did a bad job. Like people will come up to me and be like, 
it's all right, man. You'll get them next time. Next and it's like, time, oof, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, or when a host of a comedy show, like, after you go and they say something like, oh, comedy's hard, you know, this is a really hard thing to do, that's when you know, oh, I did really bad. Like, it's not supposed to look hard. It's supposed to look easy. Uh-huh. So that was... Uh, it was a humbling experience, plus, like, it was in Jersey City, and I have a lot of friends in Jersey City, and a lot of them showed up, so I had to, like, bomb in front of a bunch of my friends. Yeah. Um, I have a friend, actually, that friend Kevin, that you did the fake headlock with, yeah. um, who he told me, he's like, I saw you bomb once, and he said, <laughs> he said, I'm never going to come watch you again. He's like, because it just felt so awkward to be in the crowd. He's like, I'm rooting for you bombing. It's like, I'm bombing, and I'm like, oh, I'm so, you know, like, I felt his pain, you know? <laughs> Uh, watching me be bad at this, uh, so uh, I thought that was really honest. That was some honest uh, feedback from a from a good friend. But really, I'd like to talk about the worst comedy show I ever did, man. All right, go ahead. Um, you want me to hold this or no? Oh, okay, all right. I, I, all right. Anyways, um, he's talking about my junk. The junk, yes. We're holding. It's it's getting interesting in here. Um, <laughs> so I, I went to this show in Coney Island. Uh, in the winter, also, like there's nothing going on in Coney Island in the winter, and it's like it's like an hour long subway ride from Port Authority, so it's just a big pain to get there and get back as is. Uh, and I get and I get there, and it's a Russian biker bar, <laughs> uh, and there's just there's like it looked like the Russian Hell's Angels were having Thanksgiving at this place. They had all the tables lined up next to each other in a row, yeah. almost like the Last Supper style. <laughs> And they're all sitting around it. Yeah. And, like, there's a comedy stage set up, but it's, like, it didn't even exist to them, right? The host gets up, and they just paid him no attention. Um, and it's just comic after comic. They are just ignoring everybody, just having their Russian biker Thanksgiving feast or whatever it was. Uh, I get up there with no expectations at this point because I've seen a couple people, like, comics are just coming off and being like, that was the worst thing ever. So I get up there. And I'm doing my thing, and I'm just getting no reactions. Nobody's looking at me. No one's making eye contact. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, they decide, uh, the table decides as a group, that they're going to get up and they're going to do a salute with a shot of uh, some sort of vodka. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys comes up to me. I, it felt like the head the head guy or something. He comes up to me while I'm on the microphone, mid-sentence. He's <laughs> like, hey. He puts the hand on top of the mic. He's like, hey you're going to need to stop that for, like, the next three minutes because we're about to do a cheers, and uh, we can't hear ourselves while you're talking. Yeah. Thank you. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, so I'm looking at the host of the show. I was like, what do I do here? And so I just stood there for three minutes, and I just watched him do this cheers. And uh, once it was done, I tried to transition it back into my comedy. It just wasn't happening. It was... uh they just sat down and ignored me and they were just having a, a family conversation and that was it. I did my time and I left and uh, it was the most miserable subway ride back. It was an hour-long <laughs> subway ride, me thinking about what am I doing with my life right now. This is... but I would have been thinking like, damn, I can't believe I'm alive. First of all, it's a... Well, yeah, that too. Like, I'm surprised that they didn't stab any of the comics at this point. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's the Russians. They're not known for, for comedy. I mean, the most yeah. we got is Yakov Smirnoff and I don't even know if he's really Russian. Right, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, he's just putting us on with that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest. I think he's he's never broken kayfabe in thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So and you did, on the on either nights on the the Russian night or the Latin lounge, did you adjust your comedy at all, or did you just do do your thing? Um, I didn't. Um, I, this is probably like a few years back. So now, like uh, where I'm at now, I would I would definitely adjust my set. Like uh, uh, like I like to show up to a venue a little early just to feel the vibe of the place. Uh, and I'll definitely make adjustments. 
uh, if I feel like the environment is not going to like what I what I came planned with in the first place. Yeah. Um, then I wasn't back then. That kind of wasn't my thing. I was just I was more gun ho. Like I'm all my material is good and will work everywhere always. And the Latin Lounge was kind of like this very humbling experience where it's like, no, you really need to step back and rethink sometimes. Uh, but the the Russian Thanksgiving set, uh, I could have done anything. I could I could have been the funniest guy in the world, yeah, and no uh, they gonna, would have not yeah. stopped. Yeah, I would have just I would have just been doing the alpha bit. I would have just looked at the, whoever booked you. I would have just looked at them the entire night. <laughs> a B C D E. I would have gone all the way through just look at them hardcore. Oh man! So yeah, when's your next gig? Um, let's see, I oh, got. I'm actually I have to look at my calendar because I don't even know. Um. As he's looking up his calendar, let, Sorry, us, let us let us remind you that uh, that this is happening. Brought a uh, podcast is brought to you by Who Loves the Nineties, uh, Doctor Who themed nineties uh, party at Hell's Kitchen Lounge, one fifty uh, Lafayette Street, Newark, New Jersey. Also that night, some guy's gonna try to break a fire record for the Guinness Book of World Records or some shit. I don't know, but it's gonna be a good time. So come out, dance, watch some guy play with fire, no cover, good times. A fire record? What's like this? I have no idea. Like I think he's gonna like. Put like something in his mouth, like on fire, and see how long he could keep his tongue on fire. I don't even know, man. I mean, he's really cool. Like I seen him perform a few times, but uh, he's gonna now he's he 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 set aside his sight on some record, and now he wants to break it. His name isn't Mars Omega by any chance, is it? No, I want to I want to say something Spitfire. Oh, uh, okay. So like you, little... you figure there's only so many like fire guys no. roaming around. Like once you get to like once you see one of them, you're like, that's probably no. the same guy everybody else sees. No, there's like a like a it's like a thing for everybody nowadays. It's like stand up comedy, right? Like uh, I remember when I first got into stand up, I was like, not a lot of people are doing this. This should be easy. Uh, and then like you start doing it, and, like no, there's like thousands of people just in New York City doing stand up comedy yeah. right now. It's obscene. Yeah, I remember one of my friends. Uh, he. Uh, same as Armando. Yeah, Armando, I'm putting you on the spot. You you bombed and you, it was terrible. Uh, Happens to everybody. No, it was bad. So, <laughs> but what I really felt bad for him though is that, you know, you know, it's, you know, the clubs have two drink minimum, whatever. And you know, all of us, a bunch of us went, and we're cheapskates. But so I like, you know, I just had Coca Cola. That's it. Because at the time, I I was I wasn't drinking back then. So let me get a Coca Cola. And everyone, you know, they all try to get the cheapest thing possible. So during his sets, when everybody got the bill. And it was a wave from behind me. What the fuck? What the fuck? And when it got to me, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, 13 bucks for right. two Cokes? Yeah. Or whatever it was. It was like something obscene, and this had to happen during his set. Well, t- yeah, two things about that. Two notes about that. One, there is no cheap way out of a comedy club. Like, if you go into a real authentic like comedy club, uh, especially in New York City... Uh, it's like you can't walk out of there without spending, I think it's a $16, $17. Like every place has this like non-alcoholic special where it's like two drinks and maybe yeah. some nachos or something. It's like 17 bucks. It's, it's yeah. obnoxious. Um, also, your friend Armando got the worst spot of the night. They call that the check spot. It's usually the comic before the last comic. Yeah, it should have been the the next guy. Even though Armando is terrible, it should have been the next guy because the next guy didn't even speak English. Right, yeah. He was Chinese. He's like, I walked through the park. <laughs> and he was just stuck. Like You can see him. Like Maybe it would have been funny in Chinese. But he was like struggling to translate, right? And we're all like, "Come on, buddy, you can say it. You can say whatever it is you're saying." Yeah, that's awful. But yeah, I, the check spot is like it's famously like the least uh, popular spot that comics want to do in a show lineup because of that. Because they're laying the checks down. Yeah. People want to talk to the waitress, or you know, they're messing with their money, yeah. or they're outraged at their what was it probably a six dollar Coca Cola charge. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Uh, Armando had uh, the the deck the deck stacked against him. Yeah, he was doing, he, he was doing a bit about 
Ajax commercials in different languages or something <laughs> in different companies. Like in Egypt, Ajax goes like this, and he's like, oh, la, la, la. I'm like, no, no, dude, no, what are you doing? You're killing me. Well, at least it wasn't a Tinder joke. Huh? At least it wasn't a Tinder joke. Well, this was like decades ago before oh, okay. Tinder. And actually, in the last episode, I told a Tinder joke. Actually, I didn't even tell a Tinder joke. I told a Tinder story, which I'll tell you off air because I don't want to repeat stories on. Oh, okay. So, download the last episode, damn you people. So, yeah, I think, all right, I think we're getting ready to wind down. Do you have any any other tales you want to tell, Josh? Um, uh, I mean, there's like a, there's probably like a million stories I could think of, but uh, but then when you ask me, uh, do you got any other stories, it all goes blank. It's yeah, really that blank. always that always happens. That's kind of like putting you on a spot, like, oh, you're a comic? And then there's like the pause, and the pause is when the person's looking at you, when they find out you're a comic, they're like... I dare you to make me laugh. Yeah, you know what's like, you know it's like aggravating. It's like uh, when we started the, when we started us off in the conversation. You were like, uh, you know, when a comic is being introduced to other people, like, oh, he's a comic, and you know, people are like, oh, tell me a joke, or people expect you to be funny, and it's like, so comics get really pissed off, and they're like, oh, we, we don't want those expectations thrown on us in social s- situations. But on the other hand, there's like a certain vanity in stand-up comedy where it's like if you notice like uh, you're just hanging out with a group of friends yeah. and you have another friend who's not a comic but he's killing the room That's me, with baby. the story. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're hanging out with Diego and he's killing the mullet lady at Romano's, <laughs> you get jealous. You're like, no, I want that attention. I want those laughs. I want that validation. That so should, that uh, should be me. So moral of the story: comics, stand-up comics will never be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why, I, I, like, in the uh, in the prefix to this, I was like, you know, next week we'll have stand-up comic Josh Wells. It's either going to be really funny or really depressing. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's like I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying so hard not to be depressing because, I mean, co- comedy just, uh, like, before I did say that comedians love to have fun, but we also love to hate ourselves and hate life, and it's, uh, it's, it's a very manic uh, experience. Yeah, I, yeah, the thing is it's just, like, you know, they always for years it's always been you know what's the scariest thing to be you know being talking in front of a crowd or death and it's like always it's always like talking in front of a crowd, and and it's not even talking in front of a crowd. It's like now it's like you're up there like all right people, you got seven minutes to judge me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's the only form of like performance that's like so judgmental. It's like you, it, it, it's just it's it's basic. It's simple. You have to make the crowd laugh. But there's nothing else that's quite like music isn't like that. Uh, you know, like I've I've gone to poetry slams to perform comedy, and poetry's not like like you could be a mediocre musician or a mediocre poet, and like everyone will listen to you and everyone will clap when you're done, and it's like no one's ever heckling the mediocre guy at you know the acoustic night yeah. at your local bar or whatever, and it's uh it's just uh it's it's nerve wracking. Yeah, I've done a few accidental hecklings. Like, uh, at Stevens College, they had a, a comedy night once. And this one lady, she's she's performing. And I kind of ruined her bit. Like, because, you know, I, I thought I was just talking to my friend Oscar, but she could hear me. And uh, she's, like, talking about the movie Pretty Woman. She's like, how unrealistic is Pretty Woman? <laughs> when blah, blah, blah. She starts describing it. She's like, you know, how's a rich millionaire going to fall in love with a prostitute? And I go, it happened to me. <laughs> and she was just like... My joke is she kind of come, like she she just froze. She's just like, oh, I guess uh, it's tough, but uh, you know, like uh, you have to deal with, like I for like four or five years in comedy, I I I just was convinced that I didn't have to acknowledge hecklers because hecklers were out of line and they you know there should be a certain respect for the performer while he's performing. But now I've come to the realization that uh, you can't stop heckling. It's going to happen. I don't promote it. I don't think you should do it, but uh. You know, comics have to always constantly be 
kind of aware and ready for it and you know maybe load up a few lines in your head of what you're going to shoot back at people when they start stepping on your punchlines and whatnot uh crowds love when you handle a heckler well it's it's the most even though you don't want to be heckled handling a heckler successfully and getting a big laugh is the most rewarding feeling on yeah. stage it's so it's like a big it gets a huge pop yeah audience. yeah because they know it's like this is special it's, it's it wasn't supposed to be like this this is never going to happen again you know it's a shared experience between everyone in that room yeah and that's it and uh it's kind of a powerful thing when it happens so uh, uh yeah i don't promote heckling but i promote stomping a heckler out if you can all right guys and and on that note we're gonna wrap this bad boy up one more time this Josh ain't funny on the Twitter. Josh ain't funny. Follow me, please. And um, uh, Josh ain't funny on Tumblr. Like I said, Google it, Bing it, Ask Jeeves it. Whoever's gonna be our sponsor in the search engine category, do that. And all right, so thanks, Josh, for ha- coming thanks, out. Thanks, Diego. Right. This is awesome, man. Good times. So let me just insert my catchphrase here. And oh man, so that was a great interview with my boy Josh. Lots of good times. Lots of comedy. A lot of insights into the world of a stand-up comic, you know. It's it's a crazy. It's like I don't know. I don't know what people think. It's like when they go on stage, like you know, let me go up on stage and start telling some jokes, yakety yak, and please like me. It's like very. It's tough, man. I, I know that's something I can't do. You have to have boss for that, bro. Yeah, you do. And uh, it's funny because uh, I'm I'm disappointed in myself because on his wall he had a poster for Charles Burkowski, which is like this this like deep writer, and had he. Uh, had, had we talked about it, I think our podcast would have been a lot smarter than we sound. But instead... Huh? Wow. Charles, yeah, Charles Burkowski. He, he writes about, like, alcoholism, and it's very deep and whatever. And actually, the girl that's been making fun of me, she's kind of like my little bully. <laughs> she's been reading him lately, and I'm just like, oh, man. If we talk about that, I can have something to relate with the girl. Maybe she can stop <laughs> bullying me. <laughs> high chances, man. Wah, very high wah, chances. Wah, wah. So, uh... Any, any who. Any wasp. Shells. I did have something to talk about. Oh, so, by the time you guys hear this, my birthday will have passed. Oh, speaking of before this, I, I no, I got the intro already set up. <laughs> so, um, so, tonight I'm breaking one of my rules. Which is? We're going to the Coyote Ugly, and I'm getting oh, body shots. Oh, yes. I vote. Body- I always, prom- I always promise not to do it. Like, that's such a scam. It's such a hustle. But you have not lived like I did. If, so, you, if you see my Facebook pictures, I had a lot of fun. And I can tell you from personal experience, you're not going to like shot glasses ever again. I know you're not going to like the pricing. It's just saying, oh, let me just take a sip of this whole thing. But you might as well just go enjoy it. But the, right? Well, my problem is uh, Monkey Man's experience is going to be like tenfold better than mine. And that's going to make me mad. Because you know, well, at, the, at Coyote Ugly, there's nothing but women. So, oh, yeah. so that's a problem you say? No, yeah. no, 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 no. The problem, the problem is, is that uh, every, whenever, whenever you, whenever someone orders a body shot off a girl, it's usually just one shot, you know, off her belly or whatever, and you know, and then and, you sh- and then you get, and then when you shoot her, you get complaining, and then you uh, get some spanks, and then um, and then she uh, takes off your belt and she whips you based on whatever number you say. When monk, when we bought the shot from Monkey Man, she's like, all right, what do you want? What'd you get? Vodka or whiskey? I got whiskey, dude. You got whiskey, and I'm very proud of you for saying that. Hells yeah. Did you say I love you? <laughs> yeah, this, guy, this guy just came to my ear and tell, told me I love you. I don't wow. what's the Dominican kid is feeling extra violated. <laughs> 
the Dominican. I'm sorry. <laughs> El poder del plátano. Oh, 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 el poder del plátano. Is that a real song? Or you made it. We're making that shit up right now. All right. So then, um, so my, all right. So I give the girl twenty bucks for Monkey Man's body shot, and she lays in a bar. She pours in the whiskey. He takes a shot. She's like, "Do you want another?" He's like, "Yep." She poured in another shot. Do you want another? Yep. Next, you know, four shots later, Monkey Man gets four four body shots for the price of one. And I'm just shocked. I'm like, wow, Monkey Man. Wow. <laughs> and Dude, we... chicks freaking dig the Monkey Man. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, he's a, he, he like he's the, he's the He's in demand. He's the sexiest motherfucker in this room. And yeah, I'm the shortest. Are you shortest? No. Head no. oh, takes the shoulder. No, no one's supposed to know. You're, yeah. you're, we're, we're in a podcast, He's 6'5", people. Yeah, well, yeah, on this podcast. Where are these giants? <laughs> I'm in a cage. So you, kinda, you can kind of guess where I'm standing here. Or sitting. <laughs> hey, keep keep up with that. We're going to put the blanket over you so I think it's time to both, we'll go to sleep. Oh, not again. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I'm just, I'm afraid that my body shot today is just going to be one. And once I take that one body shot, I'm going to look at Monkey Man and go... Fuck you. <laughs> hey, hey, you don't have any lesson, you know? I'm the self American I'm the self American monkey. But you never know, she may like a blonde hair. <laughs> well she did she did compliment it last time, but Indeed? I don't I don't trust I don't trust what bartenders have to say. I love mm. I love my bartenders, you're my people, but But you're lying whores. Yeah, so like you know, don't. How oh, dare you, sir? Except for the actually, let me tell a story now that we're 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 talking. You heard of people? Sound the room, leave the room. It's gonna get boring. So over uh, me. I, I, you know, so you never you know you don't hit on bar you don't hit on bartenders. I mean, their job is to be flirtatious with you to get to get as many drinks as possible, and we all know the mm. cycle. And you know, it's, I mean, some are cool now, to talk don't to. Don't get me wrong. There's some guys that can get bartenders. Yeah, well, you got the yes. power, uh, well, the power level. Well, well, <laughs> gotta believe. Well, so. Uh, one time we're at Spanky's. And that current, now it's currently called Big Lee's. It is? Yes. The big black guy bought it, man. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. You gotta have to and a, and, and apparently his wife. Really? Wow. That I did not know about. That, according, according to Junie, allegedly. According to our boy Junie. That's my twin brother. Um, Shout out. So, uh, so, anyway, this one girl, she's like, fuck this. I'm quitting. Today's my last day. I'm quitting. And... She's trying to be all flirtatious with me, and she's very, very awkward about it. And I think the fact that, to her, it was not a hustle, it was real, is what made it weird for her. This time it wasn't a hustle. This time it was for real. So, shit, actually, I was supposed to rewind the story a few months later, a few months earlier. Uh, I was dating a girl for a long time. I thought we were going to get married. Whatever. Didn't work out. Uh, A week later after we broke up, I went, it was Halloween and I met with our other bartender, her, whose name is Alex. Alex, I love you, girl. Um, so, you know, Alex and I are hanging out. We actually randomly, Junie and I randomly ran, up, ran, ran into her at, at, at uh, some bar. One in one, I think it's called. And I just saw her. And I didn't recognize her. I'm going to go, Junie, I'm going to hit on this white woman. And uh, <laughs> Junie was all like... Targeting system, seeching white woman. And Junie was a, and then Junie didn't want to go in the bar because he didn't know who it was. And then when I forced him inside the bar, he's like, "Oh shit, it's Alex." I'm like, "Oh shit, really? The girl's targeting is a woman I love." Then, you know, I don't really love her, but I was really she was the only girl that while I was dating my girl that I was actually I was physically attracted to. So she was the only one that made me go, "Hmm, would I?" Nah, should, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Should I? Yeah. Perhaps. If I was single, I would. So then the moment I'm single, we start hanging out. End of the night, she goes to kiss me. And I give her my cheek. Oh. Boo, 
get out of here, bro. Stop it. Hey, the, the podcast is over. The podcast is over. No, no, because I've only seen one, I've only seen one episode of Friends. Oh, okay. Well, that's so. In that one episode of Friends, apparently Ross and Rachel were during a break, and he slept with someone during the break. So she was on him. You cheated on me, and he's like, "We're on a break." Yeah. So that's the only episode I saw, and I'm like, I'm thinking maybe the girl and I are gonna get back together. So I didn't wanna, I didn't want that situation to happen. Maybe we should learn not to stop watching Friends. No, I only saw one bloody episode. Maybe you should not compare your white com that that white comedy to your life. Yeah, uh, never do that. Alright, so so let's so next time I saw Alex, she no sold me and we we're like we're like I like I like it didn't happen. So then fast forward to this day with, with this other girl, she's like Russian, I didn't learn her name, she's fucking hot. And when she was being awkward hitting on me, she just she just like alright, fuck it. I'm she just took my phone and she wrote her number. The second Alex saw that happening, she grabbed my pitcher of beer and tried dumping it on my head. What? And that was the last, and then I got kicked out of the bar. The bar parts like, "Yo, my bad, my bad, bro, you gotta go." I'm like, "Just going down." I'm like, "I understand." And uh, that was the last time she worked there, and she moved her. They moved her to another bar far, far away, and I've never seen, and I never saw her again. The end. See, the, the sad, opportunity, sad, bro, the opportunity comes and goes. So the yeah. lesson, lesson is, fuck it. If you have an opportunity, if you're take feeling it. it, take it. Yeah, that's true. That's Taking that's actually true. So life lesson. So I mean, that's what this podcast is all about, guys. It's all about you know what? Just fucking, just fucking do it, man. Yeah, you just do everything. Like you know, like all, like every week. There's a reason why every week we have weekly adventures because we fucking do it. We don't just you know we don't just you know get me out for walks while I'm in my cage. Yeah, well. Sometimes we have to take you out of the cage. So. And you know we keep you on a leash though. <laughs> yeah. What do you expect? So, so you so you know what? What's your place? So <laughs> I mean, like I said, we're gonna be doing the wipeout run. We do we do like Harry Potter larps. We do a bunch of different shit. So every week we we try to do something different to keep it lively. That's what you gotta do. And you know what I'm saying, people? We all we we're only on this planet once. Whatever, whatever, except for you, Hindus. For yourself. Except for except for you, Hindus. No, he's, he's immortal. Hendrix immortal. Yes. So just guys, have fun. Do it. Whatever. And we're gonna end this podcast on that happy note because we actually gotta get ready to get drunk and get out of here. Woo! Yes. So uh, hopefully in the next next episode I'll, I'll I'll see we'll compare body shots mine versus Monkey Man's and <laughs> and if if mine's is worse Monkey Man's a dead man. <laughs> oh God! Everyone damn it. everyone say something goodbye. Say something goodbye. Ah, goodbye. It was good. Platano. Seeing you, Platano. All right. <laughs> insert 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 catchphrase here. Shit, <laughs> oh, yeah, I keep forgetting to hit stop. When will he learn? Shut up. Okay.